Well, praise the Lord and welcome to the broadcast today. You know, there's always something going on, always something happening. And if you try to do anything different than you always do, you're going to face things you you, you never faced before. And we're here this morning at 8 o'clock and uh, instead of 9 today because of other meetings and things I have scheduled today. And uh, you come in, you try to do everything the same way, and you know things never stay the same. That'd be a great message in and of itself, wouldn't it? But anyway, welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, and here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas, and we're glad to have you with us on this special day, and it is special uh, because the Lord made it, and we're in it, and he made it for us to be glad and to be found rejoicing in it. So in spite of anything that goes on and everything that goes on, we're still the Lord's, and he's still ours, and we're on our way to heaven, hallelujah, and uh, all, everything's good in Christ Jesus, glory be to God. So grab your Bibles this morning. We're in 1 Peter chapter 1. If you're just now finding us online, uh, then you uh, are on the ground floor early on in this teaching of 1 Peter. Uh, if you're not my Facebook friend, I have two pages. Curtis Hutchinson is one of them, and Pastor Curtis is the other. Uh, presently, I'm writing in Jude on one of those and uh, Psalms chapter 33 on the other. And one verse a day on each page always how it relates to Christ and what he did at Calvary as the Son of God for us because that's what the whole Bible is surely referring us to and brings the knowledge of all God's words to us through that righteous work. And I'm thankful to know that and to be sharing those great truths with all who have ears to hear today. Just so grateful to the Lord for bringing us uh, to where he's brought us to and in this place of understanding and walking with him. And, and uh, we're just so, so blessed and honored uh, of the Lord to be able to be sharing his words of life and truth and liberty. And uh, that's what we do here at Crossway Church. And I encourage you to tune in every Friday morning, most of the time at 9 a.m. Central Time, and uh, we're not on, on YouTube this morning live. I don't know what happened to that. Uh, I'm not even going to investigate it. We'll just try it again next time. And uh, there's always technical difficulties if you do what we're doing here. Most of you know that as well. So grab your Bibles this morning. This will be 1 Peter chapter 1, part 5 on this 8th day of July. 2022. And let me say I am expecting the Lord's return. I'm looking for him today. And I do mean that with all my heart. And uh, uh, before this year is over, uh, I'm looking for the Lord to come for his people as he continues to move other nations closer and closer uh, into their position for the end time battle uh, that, that'll take place after we're gone as the children of God. And uh, I'm, I'm just excited about uh, just uh, looking for our Lord every single day. I, I do believe he's coming, and I do believe he's probably coming this year, uh, hopefully today. Uh, but if not today, then tomorrow. And, uh, and we're just so thankful to know one thing for sure, that when he does come, we're going with him. Hallelujah. So this broadcast today, this particular session is going to cover... Uh, between 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 9, 
because specifically the word faith is mentioned here a few times and it is uh, really the focus of what's being written here, the context of what's being written here. Uh, and we're going to see some things that I pray the Lord will bless us with and impart the truths we need and to guide us into these truths in a more uh, intimate way with our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and for our eyes to be open, our hearts to be more receptive, our discernment to be at a greater level than ever before. We need that. We've always needed that. But as time goes on, we need that more and more. You do understand that the Holy Spirit is always moving. It doesn't matter if we, we feel like he's not moving. We, we might go to church and say, I just didn't feel the Spirit of God moving today. That doesn't mean he wasn't moving. It means we didn't get in on what he was moving us in the direction to go, to hear, to do, to say. We, we just missed it. That's flat out it. The Holy Spirit is always moving, and we have to remain in the faith and live this life through faith and, and we will find him moving. It's the only way we can follow him into all truth if we recognize him moving. It's not some wooey, wow thing. It is just simply the moving of the Holy Spirit that guides us into all truth. There's been a lot of false things that have entered into the church, a lot of false representations of the Holy Spirit that are unscriptural, just flat out unscriptural. He is always moving. And really, he's always present. And you and I just need to learn to be more aware of his presence and more responsive to what he's saying and really more willing to where he is attempting to guide us. And that will always be based on the truth of God's word. And so uh, there's just a lot of things that's being stamped the Holy Spirit that's not the Holy Spirit. If it were, it would be the fruit of holiness, Holy Spirit working, fruit of Holy Spirit working, fruit of holiness. It would be the fruit of truth in our lives, spirit of truth walking in truth, uh, the spirit of grace living under multiplied grace you, you get my point and there's just a lot of things that we've looked at wrong if we would just simply remain with the word of God we would experience so much more be so much more fruitful and not be found trying to be like him or her or them that we would see Jesus more clearly and want to be like him more uh, more dearly in our hearts and, and, and this is a possibility every single day of our lives because the Holy Spirit is moving today. He is at work in you both to will and to do of God's good pleasure. Now, whether we react to that makes no... It, listen, it, it, it doesn't refute that he's not working. 
He's working in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure, whether you recognize it, whether you know it. If you're a Christian, he is at work in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Doesn't mean that we're going to be aware of it. Doesn't mean we're going to acknowledge it. Doesn't mean we're going to follow along and work out what he is working in. But it... it, 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 it it doesn't matter. He is working in his people both to will and to do of God's good pleasure in spite of our uh, uh, ignoring, in spite of our being too busy, in spite of uh, whatever he is at work in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And I need to say these things before we jump into this teaching today concerning faith because what he is doing in us will require us living by faith so that through faith, what he is doing in us can be worked out through us. We are channels. We are vessels. And we will see today this all-important topic of through faith. And that's what the Lord through Peter is writing here to us about that we would realize, first of all, in verse 4 of this first chapter of 1 Peter, that there is an inheritance, incorruptible and undefiled, and that it's not fading away, it's being reserved in heaven for you. You who? You who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time if you remember the last session we had and if you didn't get to see it go back and watch the first four sessions you will be greatly blessed as you follow along in this teaching but the lord always takes us from something to something all the, all the time and again we go back to the holy spirit is moving at all times. He is looking to save, to bring people from a lost state <clears throat> to a born-again saved state. He is looking to bring a wandering church, wandering in everything and calling it God and it not being God, to a place where he began their walk, his walk with them on the path of righteousness through faith in the sacrifice of Christ. And when he brings them there... And he will take them from glory to glory. He will change them into that same image from glory to glory by his spirit. He will confirm his word that they are on the right path every day. His word literally becoming a lamp to their feet and a light to their path. He will confirm that to you daily. Yes, many attacks and many things will come even from those, some of those who are dear to you, some you've honored, some honored you. The attacks come from within, from without, from very near, sometimes just words from far away, but all those things are coming trying to get us back off of the path where we're found living by faith being kept through faith by the power of God unto salvation. It's always from to. It's that way with 
God's plan for our lives. If, if he desires to multiply grace to his people, and he does because the Bible tells us he does, if he wants to multiply his grace, that means what he's doing, and his peace in our hearts and through our lives, that means he's taking us from where we are to a place of more grace. Not necessarily a geographical place, different place, but within the heart. We're, we're, if we're experiencing grace, but he shows up to multiply that grace, and I believe he'll show up in anybody's life to multiply his grace if they understand the object of faith. The only way we can live by faith and function through faith, be kept by the power of God through faith, is if we know, first of all, the faith we're living by, being kept by, functioning by. It's the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave himself for us. There is no other faith in God's eyes, and we must know that before we endeavor to move on through this teaching. The faith that you and I as God's people live by is the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. There is no biblical faith. There is no faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God that is not the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. That shows us that everything we believe in the written word of God must be through faith in the living word of God, Jesus Christ, and what he did as the Lamb of God. Some, some of you have heard this many, many times, and I pray you don't go weary, get weary from hearing it because 99.9% of the church today does not know these things that I'm telling you. And they are not hearing these things that I'm telling you. And if they are not hearing the right things, then faith cannot come properly. Because we cannot just open a Bible and faith come to do. Our doing means nothing if it's not faith in the sacrifice of Christ. And that's taught us very clearly and plainly in the book of Galatians and other places such as the book of Romans. But here, let's read through this before we begin to dig out all the good gold that God's got here, hidden not from us but for us. Let's start in verse 5 and we'll read through verse 9 and try to do it without stopping. <laughs> uh, verse 5, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time wherein you, <coughs> you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, <coughs> though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory, at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love, in whom, though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with unspeakable joy and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls." 
Now, I read through that because I wanted us to see today, and I pray the Lord would show it to you, for he's the only one that really can, uh, that the context of what we're reading here is, of course, we have an inheritance being reserved for us, us who are being kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, which is ready to be revealed in the last time. And in this context of Scripture, this, this word faith is mentioned here a handful of times because it is what's going on here. We must keep the faith. We must guard our hearts to make sure that, that we're living by the faith of the Son of God, that our faith remains in the sacrifice. Not, not that just, we, yeah, 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 I was born again. No, I'm, the Lord says we must deny ourselves daily, take up our cross daily to be able to follow Him. And Luke 9 and 23 tells us in Luke 14, 26 and 27 that if we don't take up our cross and follow him, that means keep our faith in his sacrificial work at Calvary, then we can't be his disciples. That word means learner. We can't learn outside of the avenue of Calvary. See, most of what's called Christianity today, true born-again Christians, they're not hearing that. They don't know that. And, that. and that's why they're really not learning anything other than what the Bible says, where scriptures are, how to bring scriptures that are all about the same thing into one, one place. And, and let me say this morning that if someone comes to you with a problem, some bondage and whatever, and, and you give them scriptures pertaining to their their problem, their, their bondage, that which has is, is got them strapped down, chained down, and, and they can't escape it. You give them what the Word of God says, but you don't point them to the cross. Well, uh, the Word of God means absolutely nothing and has no power without the application of the blood of Jesus to the heart. Absolutely none. And, and folks who disagree with that, uh, they, they don't understand God's word and they, and they have some faith, they have some kind of faith in some mystical or magical that they, and there's many today that think they can just speak the word of God and things happen. Well, that's faith in their speaking the word of God instead of literally the word of God and where it's actually pointing us to, which is the living word of God and what he did on the cross for us as the Lamb of God. And we need to know these things. If we don't, if we reject these things, then we're just going to be found pretending and make-believing and, 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 and nothing really is, is there's, there's no possible way of working out what the Holy Spirit is working in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Hold it right there, his good pleasure. That word pleasure. If, if our God is working something in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure, that which pleases him, it's going to require faith because it's an impossibility to please our God without faith. And back to the point, part of the point today is that the only faith he's pleased with is the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. I'm telling you folks, the church is not hearing these things and they don't know these things. They think just faith in faith, faith in I'm going to open my Bible today and I'm going to quote that scripture and I want that scripture right there. The word of God 
is God, the Bible tells us. And we don't move God by, by quoting scripture. You're not going to go out and spread the, the lake out there apart so you can walk to the other side. You, you're not going to do that. I don't care. Well, you know how some preachers say, well, you, the Lord might not. The, he's not going to do that. He did that. He's not doing that today. He's changing us on the inside so that we can live and reflect and express him on the outside. Hallelujah. Those things that were that took place in the old covenant and happened there, the Bible says Jesus tells us that was all about him. The volume of the book, all of that pointed to him. So the only thing that God can be pleased by or through is faith. And that's what's being talked about here. Because as our inheritance is being reserved, we're also here being kept by the power of God, which is what Jesus did at Calvary for us. That's what the Bible says the power of God is. Don't change what the Bible says. Yeah, brother, I, I know it says that but. That but right there will get you. All that but does is, 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 uh, is give our flesh reason to go and lust after other things. We need to know these things. We're being kept by the power of God. We're being kept, if we're being kept, we're only being kept by that same power that saved us. We're not being kept by anything else. We're, we're being kept by the power of God that the Bible says is the preaching of the cross. And, and it says through faith. We're being kept by the power of God through faith. And it's fruit, the fruit of our being kept by faith is unto salvation. It has the fruit of our salvation. It's not going around making excuses for our sin, saying God's grace is greater than my sin. It is much greater than our sin. It is not our excuse to sin. And that's where many people are. That's not being kept by the power of God through faith. That's, that's being kept in bondage because I really don't understand the faith. I really don't understand the power of God. And those who sit in assemblies today in church services all over the world and they're not hearing God's word in the context of the living word, Jesus Christ, and what he did as the Lamb of God on Calvary's cross, they're not hearing anything that can offer any power to them. Not at all. Uh, we, we, I know what we preach and what we teach is that which Paul preached and what he taught at the end of his life. He wrote to Timothy and he told him, he said, Timothy, you know all those in Asia have turned away from me. This is the result of you walking with the Lord, especially at the end of this age when he said, now look, if they hate you, you know they hated me first. Uh, and if you're walking the way that he walked, you're going to be treated the way he was treated. That means very few people are going to be found walking with you and the majority of the rest of the world is going to hate you because they're convicted of their sin uh, because you're living with your faith in the power of God, which is the cross of Christ, and sin is no longer dominating your life. I didn't say you don't ever sin. I said sin is no longer gripping and choking the life out of you, dominating you, because now you're learning how to live under grace. That's the 
under where the spirit of grace is able to work in your life with the result of what grace came to do. Bring forth the will of God through your life, which for us always results in the fruit of our salvation in Christ Jesus. So we're being kept by the power of God. That's really faith in the sacrifice of Christ because the power of God is the preaching of the cross, at least the Bible says to all of us who believe. And so it's always through faith, through faith. And it's through the faith of the Son of God. And, and it's unto salvation, uh, ready to be revealed in the last time. Now, now, we're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. He says, wherein you greatly rejoice, wherein our salvation through faith. That's what we're rejoicing in every day. That's what we're rejoicing. Let me say it again. That's what we're rejoicing in every day. When the Bible says, uh, this is the day the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad, for this is the day the Lord has made. The reason most Christians aren't rejoicing and aren't glad is because they're not living, they're not being kept by the power of God through faith. They're, they're just surviving, waiting on when the Lord comes for them. Their, their lives have no fruit other than going to a church on Sunday, maybe, some of the time, uh, if ever. Uh, but listen, we're, we're, let's read it again because when the Bible says, wherein you greatly rejoice, he's talking about our salvation through faith. This, we're saved. We're not just saved when somebody asks us, are we, yeah, I'm saved. No, we're saved. We've been saved from our sins. The wrath of God is gone. It's been removed just as our sins. And we are <coughs> the children of God. Hallelujah. Watch now. We're kept by the power of God through faith unto something, unto salvation. If we're being kept by the power of God through faith, the fruit of our salvation is there for all to see. It's there for all to see. They won't have to wonder. They might have to wonder what it is that makes us different, but they won't have to wonder <coughs> that we are very different. We're not better. We, we're living better lives than the lost, obviously, but we have something better. And they would notice that as long as your faith is in the sacrifice of Christ. I didn't say it was at one time. That's not what Jesus taught. Jesus said to those Jews in John chapter 8, the Bible says those Jews that believed upon him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples. Then you'll know the truth, and then the truth will make you free. So it's, it's continuing in the word of God because you can't be living by the power of God through faith unless faith conti continues to come from hearing the word of God. Boy, see how good that is? We can't be being kept by the power of God unless we're living by the faith of the Son of God that through this faith 
we have the fruit of our salvation ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein you greatly rejoice. What are we rejoicing in? This great salvation that we have, this faith we're living by, and through we're experiencing the power of God, the power of the cross, the power of our Savior, the power of what His death has provided us. Hallelujah. Let's read it again. Wherein, this means your faith, wherein you greatly rejoice, because you're not going to be found rejoicing outside of faith. And even if you are rejoicing about something outside of faith, remember anything not of faith is sin, Romans 14, 23. So we need to remember true rejoicing comes only in and through the faith. Now you're in the faith if you're born again. Now, a lot of people don't know this. They, they think that, well, he's not in the faith. No, you're in the faith if you're born again. Romans 8 and 9 tell us that if the Spirit of Christ dwell in you, you're in the, you're in the Spirit, what it says there. You're in the Spirit. What I, yeah, what I wanted to bring out was, I kind of missed it there, in Romans 14, the man who's eating herbs, and only herbs, and thinks that it's doing something for him spiritually, Paul writes about him and says he's weak in the faith. He's in the faith because he's a Christian. He's classified, even though he's eating herbs and only herbs and thinking he's getting something spiritually out of only eating herbs, Paul, the Holy Spirit through Paul, says he's weak in the faith. Everybody's weak in the faith if they think they're growing spiritually outside the realm of trusting in the cross of Christ, the death of Jesus Christ alone. We don't grow by what we do. And most preachers will disagree with that. We don't get saved by what we do. We're not kept by what we do. We don't grow by what we do. All of that, saved, delivered, kept, all of that is only found as the Holy Spirit is doing what he was sent to do. He's the one who preached the gospel to us when we believed it, immersed us into the death of Jesus. He's the one that comes along to uh, teach us and to lead us that we might follow his leading, walking after the Spirit into all truth. So we need to understand these things wherein we greatly rejoice. This is in the faith that we're in, but through faith. Through faith. If you're a Christian, you're in the faith. That's what the Bible teaches. Even if you're trusting in something that's not right, it just makes you weak in the faith. That's what the Bible teaches. I can't, care, I, I can't help what a preacher, pastor, bishop, elder, mama, grandma told you. The Bible says that even if you're believing something that's not right, if you're a Christian, you think you're growing by doing this, that you're just weak in the faith that, because you're not growing by what you do, what you eat, what you don't eat. Remember, the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Well, if you're a Christian and Christ dwells in you, back to Romans 8 and 9, I hope you're writing these things down. It sure help you. You're in the Spirit as well. You're in the Spirit. When Christ moved in, you're in the Spirit, Romans 8 and 9. But you might not be 
walking in the Spirit. You're in the faith, but you might be weak in the faith because you're not really living by the faith of the Son of God. You're living by faith in what you're eating or not eating. See how simple that is and how dangerous it can be. And therefore, true rejoicing, biblical rejoicing, and praise and worship, this is why it has to be in spirit, a Christian, but also in truth. If it's not in truth, then that means we're not living by faith and through faith our rejoicing is not what it should be. Now, I'm just telling you what the Bible says. And, I, I, you know, I, I escaped the grip of all the uh, in, in between the precepts and lines, men's two cents in just to make a little extra money and that which will make, make my flesh go, woo, I'm done with all that. I'm done with all that. If it's not line upon line, precept upon precept. No, God didn't leave room for, you know, people say, well, you got to learn to read in between the lines, Brother Curtis, and you need to tell them what I told them. The devil abides between the lines. God said it's line upon line. Ain't no room for my two cents. It's not line what you think, Curtis, and another line how you feel, Curtis, and another precept. Uh, or, or, uh, what about what happened? No, no, it's line upon line. There's no room for any, any, anything that I can bring to the table other than a broken heart and a willing mind. I don't bring my anything to the table. God has already got the table set. What's being offered is all that he's offering. And if I'll partake of what's on the table, then I'll be able to function properly even in the presence of those who are enemies of the cross. Hallelujah to the Lamb. So watch, wherein you greatly rejoice. This means in your salvation by the power of God through faith. Because your salvation is based on what God did that he calls the power of God. Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. That's the power of God. It's the only avenue of the power of God. It's the only place your faith can be to experience the power of God. And anybody that refutes, disagrees with this, they have absolutely no Bible to stand on, no Bible, no scriptures to bring to the table. None. That won't be twisted with their two cents in between. And so let's check it out again. Let's, I don't want to move too fast through this. Wherein you greatly rejoice, even though if now for a season, it might, there might be a need be, if you find yourself in heaviness through manifold temptations, we all know what that's like. We all know what that's like. Your temptations may not be the same temptations as mine or his or hers, but you're going to get tempted. You're going to be tried because you're living within the, uh, 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 the, a fleshly body that the Bible says there is nothing good in it. There is nothing good within our flesh. And if there's nothing good within our flesh, that means everything in our flesh is bad and has bad intentions, bad motives, even if it's deceitful and deceives us. If there's, see how simple it can be if we'll just stick with the Bible. If there's nothing good within our flesh, that means everything that's in and of our flesh 
is bad. It's evil. That's why we can't be uh, led by our heart. You know how people say, just follow your heart. You don't, listen, you don't follow your heart. God sent his son to die on the cross so those who believe can also have his Holy Spirit that he sent so we can follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Our hearts are wicked, evil, deceitful above all things. Deceitfully wicked above all things. Jeremiah told us that. And we need to understand that. So the only true biblical, scriptural place to truly be found rejoicing and it be of the Spirit of God is when you're being kept by the power of God through faith that's under salvation because this is what the Bible means in verse 6 when it says, wherein... You greatly rejoice. Though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations, colon, there's a colon there. Get ready, here it comes. That's what I always say when there's a colon. Get ready, here comes a powerful impact uh, and something greater to help you understand what you just read. Watch this now in verse 7. That the trial of your faith, because that's what's on trial. It's your faith. It, it, it's not your patience. It's your faith. Uh, listen, when your faith gets set aside, patience and everything that comes through faith is set aside. When our, when, when our faith is being tried and we don't keep it, when our faith is being tried, let me say it again, and we don't keep it, then everything that comes only through the avenue of faith, which here we're talking about rejoicing in the midst of manifold temptations, you're not going to find yourself rejoicing in no manifold temptations, probably not even if one temptation comes, much less manifold temptations. If you don't recognize that your faith is being tried. Watch. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, talking about your faith, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Now let's look at this and dig into this for a minute. That... It's in this faith that we live by Galatians 2.20. You, you, you can't stop bringing that into the equation when you're talking about faith. We forget it. We, 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 try to, we try to go off and venture out on faith. And if you don't keep attached to everything you teach about faith, everything you believe about faith, everything you're studying in God's Word about faith, if you don't keep attached to it, I'm not talking about just the foundation of it. If you don't keep attached to it in the forefront of your mind that any faith God honors, rewards, and that we live by is going to be the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us, then we will venture away from where faith really works. How <coughs> faith really works. Do you understand that? When you're talking about faith, let me say something to the preachers. 
when you're talking about faith, when you're, when you're preaching faith, teaching faith, you've got to be pointing to the cross of Christ. If you're not, you're leaving the people with vain imaginations. They can't, they can't even all be on the same page. And we're called to be on the same page. We're called to be of the same spirit, with the same mind. We're called to be speaking the same thing. We don't have to be in the same chapter and verse to be speaking the same thing. But if we're all striving together for the faith of the gospel, then we'll find that unity, that walk in unity of the same spirit, mind, and even words being declared. Hallelujah, that's good stuff. But we don't have to all be in the same building. We don't all have to be in the same chapter and verse. But we can all be striving through wherever the Lord has us for the faith of the gospel. Not the faith of something. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, there's only one faith. There's not two. There's only one faith. It's the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave himself for us on Calvary's cross. And you have to remember, it would be a very good note to, to write down Romans eleven thirty six that tells us all things, speaking of Christ, all things are of him, that means from him, through him and to him unto his glory. Do you know that today? Whatever you claim you have of God, it came to you because of your faith in Christ Jesus and what he did by grace through faith on Calvary's cross. You and I don't even have our own humility. If it's not the humility of Christ, it's not recognized by God as legitimate humility. That's why our faith has to be in the cross of Christ because that's where he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, the death of the cross. And we believe upon him. It's, it's by surrendering to what he did in humility and obedience. Therefore, we receive that humility. All things are of him. All things are of him. The humility, the obedience, the faith, everything we have is of him, through him, and to him for his glory. Hallelujah. It'd be wise to write Romans eleven thirty six 36 down and understand that when the Bible says all things are of him, that means all things are of Christ and what he did in his death because only in his death did he pull the curtain on everything that he once began and he opened a new curtain. He himself became the new and everlasting beginning of God's new and everlasting way that everything God is doing is only being done and I'm talking about among his people through faith in what he carried out in his son on the cross. It's not just because you're saved that he'll do everything. It's because you're saved and through faith you're being kept by the power of God unto salvation. Because the church of Galatia went back to circumcision. The Holy Spirit told them through Paul they fell from grace and now Christ can't profit them or affect them. You, you can't move away 
from Galatians and the billboard sign that's there on our journey. If you do, you're going to find yourself just declaring a lot of things, claiming a lot of things without the inner experience. Your marriage will show it. Your kids are going to end up showing it. Uh, your attitude is going to show it. And I know this is the part where the devil, this is the, where the devil slides in and says, well, nobody's perfect. God's grace covers. Uh, we understand all that. Nobody's perfect, but we have a perfect Savior. And do you know, if we live by his faith, and we do, the Bible tells us we do, the measure of faith we've been dealt by God, Romans 12, 3, has been measured out of his faith. His faith didn't fail. His faith can't fail. I can fail. I can be weak in that faith. I can learn to grow and be stronger in that faith if I remember where that faith was dealt me from, and I keep it, and I keep the object of my faith there where it was dealt me at the cross, hallelujah. Because the cross did not fail. It over, Jesus on the cross overcame all principalities and powers, made an open show of them. Hallelujah, you need to remember that. So if we're not being kept by the power of God through faith under the fruit of salvation that's ready to be revealed in the last time, we're not going to be greatly rejoicing. We're going to have moments, oh, moments. But that's not God's intention. The Bible says in Luke 1, 74 and 75 that every day we can serve God without fear in righteousness and true holiness. Hallelujah. The, and every one of us are going to, uh, going to face trials of our faith. It's your faith on trial. It's not this. It's your faith on trial. It's always your faith that's on trial. It's never you. It's never your marriage. It's your faith. It's your faith. Well, my marriage is on trial. No, no, your faith is on trial. You need to remember that. It's always the trying of your faith. Your marriage may be in trouble, but it's your faith that's going to be tried in the midst of a troubled marriage. It may be you being weak in the faith, it's causing problems in your marriage. It may be that you're strong, stronger in the faith that's causing problems in your marriage. But it's always, always the trial of our faith. It'd be good for you to know this. We blame this and point that out, and if they wouldn't have, if they did, and if I could have, and blah, 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 blah. The trial of our faith. And the trial of our faith, our faith is, is much more precious than of gold that perishes. Gold is perishing. Everything is perishing. Though it be tried with fire, your faith is going to be tried with fire. You hear some people say, well, strong faith, great faith, going to be tested greatly. No, it's you who are either weak in the faith or growing in strength in the faith. It's what you're doing with the faith. Hebrews 5 teaches that in verses 12 through 14, exercising our faith. Exercising our faith. Becoming 
experienced, more experienced in the word of righteousness. Don't want to get into that, but it's a great teaching there. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. That's talking about the faith you were dealt. How is it going to be found when Jesus appears? What are you doing with that measure of faith? Might I ask myself, what are we all doing with that measure of the faith of the Son of God that was meted out, measured to all of us? Romans 12, 3 says, what are we doing with that faith? We want to bad mouth Adam for not keeping the garden that he was put in properly. And how, did, how was he called to keep the garden? to be able to continue forever to be free to eat of all the trees of the garden simply by keeping the faith that came when God told him you are free to eat of all the trees in the garden. Just don't eat off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the day you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. That's the word he had. Faith came. As long as he lived by that faith that came by hearing the word of God, he stayed free to eat of all the trees in the garden. But when he disobeyed God, that means when he didn't keep the faith that he had, think about it, when he didn't keep the faith he had, it means he placed faith in something else because you, listen carefully, nobody just gets rid of faith. To, 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 to not keep the faith means we're simply keeping faith in something else. We either keep our faith in Jesus and what he did at Calvary, the place we were dealt the measure of that faith, not some other faith. That faith, the faith of the Son of God that loves us and gave himself for us. If we not keep in that faith, our faith is in the wrong object because without doubt, all of humanity, every man, woman, boy, and girl is trusting in something at this very moment, whether they realize it or not. That's just how God created us. Adam, in, the, in a moment, Adam and Eve went from believing God's word to believing the word of another, and the, the object of their faith moved away from what it should have been in to something it shouldn't have been in. And here we are, all of humanity, the earth and everything is off tilt and perishing and crying out in turmoil as it awaits the manifestation of the sons of God. But we never fall away from the faith just by not having faith anymore. No, we fall away from the faith because we move the object of our faith. And we need to know that. You can't get around that. You're believing in something, trusting something at all times, even if it's your own self. And I got to do this. I, I got to do that. If, they, if I want them to know, no. It's your faith that's on trial. If you're a Christian, your faith is going to be tried. You've been given the measure of faith. It is going to be tried. What does that mean? It means when my faith is being tried, what's really being tried there is what I think about the faith I've been dealt. The Bible says that the faith we have overcomes the world. 
That means anything of the world, anything in the world, our faith is our victory. And when it's being tried, we're having to discern, we're having to make up our minds at any given moment, is Christ, is what he did at Calvary, really was that really enough to make all of God's grace sufficient for me every moment of every day of my life? What I'm facing today, is what Christ did for me on Calvary's cross enough to walk me through this valley of the shadow of death where evil and fear does not grip my heart and make me lose my grip on this measure of faith I've been given or will it cause me to exercise it even more? I'm trusting in the blood of Jesus through this. I don't have to prove myself to anybody. I don't have to go and do anything to say anything. I'm trusting in the blood of Jesus. I died with him. I was buried with him. I was raised to newness of life in him and with him. And today I am seated with him in heavenly places. I believe that. Though they've left me, though they've forsaken me, though uh, they've poured millions in of dollars upon me, I must still, even in all temptations, keep that faith, really meaning keeping the object of my faith in Christ and Him crucified with the experience being the fruit unto salvation. Hallelujah. Because that's what's being taught here. My salvation, this, this power of God that is keeping us through faith unto salvation is all of that is being ready to, it's, it's ready to be revealed in the last time. And we need to know that. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, and there will be need be, We've all had that need be. We've all had our faith tried. We've all been tried. We've all been tried. I've seen many hear the message of the cross and 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 come back to it a, a little bit and and, and 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 start touching on it and and some even grab a hold of it. Some even preach it, teach it powerfully, and then because of a mixture, they begin to uh, milky milk it down and begin to. Uh, move away and make excuses for others, uh, calling themselves honoring individuals when really it's them wanting to be honored by individuals. All these, the trying of our faith comes in all shapes, forms, and fashions, but it is the trying of your faith. It is you. God is looking to see will you cling to, will you keep that faith. Will you continue to exercise that faith? Will you continue in the faith? Will you continue to look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith, the one who endured the cross for the joy that was set before him? Will you continue to believe? Because you're going to be tried. And your faith is going to be tried. Look at this, verse 7. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. That's your faith. The Lord is going to be looking 
for the fruit of that measure of faith he's given all of his children. The Lord is going to be looking for the fruit of what he did at Calvary in my life and in your life. He's looking today. He's looking today for the fruit of that which we claim we have in Christ. He's looking for the fruit of what his son, the Lamb of God, offered himself on the cross for us to every day be able to have, even through the fires of tribulation where our faith is being tried. Faith, if kept, will overcome every fire and it'll make it through every fire. Purged and we find ourselves growing stronger in the faith. That means stronger in our reliance upon Christ. There is no growth in becoming stronger in the faith without holding dearly our faith in the place it was dealt to us from. The place that Jesus manifested his love for us and gave himself for us on Calvary's cross. The Bible says, whom having not seen. Now this is talking about in the, in the time of your fiery trial. You can't just open the Bible and read verse 8 and try to get a feel-good emotion out of it. This is all in context here. This is talking about being tried by fire, your faith, whom having not seen, you love. You love him through faith. <laughs> you love him through faith. In whom... Though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with unspeakable joy and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith. See, your faith had a beginning. Your faith had an ending. Jesus is that beginning and that ending. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. That's what the Bible says in Hebrews 12. He began a good work of faith in us when we trusted in what he did on Calvary's cross. He will finish that work he began if we keep our fellowship in the gospel. See, we read Philippians 1 and 6 about he'll finish what he started, but you've got to back up a little bit. Again, you can't just open the Bible, pick out a verse, and declare it over yourself. That, it don't work. It's got to be the Holy Spirit leading you, showing you, and guiding you into what He's showing you. Because we're all in a different place. Amen. As far as our maturity level. And it's got to be Him showing us, teaching us, guiding us. It's got to be the Holy Spirit showing us, guiding us, showing us, teaching us, and guiding us. And he does that only through the lens of Jesus Christ and him crucified. Only through the lens of Jesus Christ and him crucified. Not just because you're born again, but because you're still looking to Jesus through faith in what he did for you on Calvary's cross. Are you able to keep your eyesight and be stirred by the Spirit, taught by the Spirit, and allow him to develop a spirit-taught and led heart in you so that he can walk you into more truth. And you can find yourself rejoicing 
in the worst of trials, manifold temptations. This is what we need to know to be able to count it all joy when we're being tried. Because this faith we've been dealt is the faith Jesus endured the cross by. Oh, somebody need to hear that today. The measure of faith we have has been measured out of the faith that he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him through. That's why this faith we have, it can't fail. I might fail to exercise it. I might fail to keep it, but it can't fail, my friend. It cannot fail. Faith cannot fail. When someone comes and says, my faith is failing me, you just need to lovingly tell him it's because it's in the wrong object. You put it back in the object that allowed God to deal you that measure of faith, my friend, and you'll find the victory that faith will always bring. Hallelujah. This has been a great broadcast today. Again, we did it an hour early because I have appointment schedules and all kind of things today. We've been out of town visiting Noah and Andrew the last four or five days, and we've had a great time, but it's always good to be home. Hallelujah. We're praying for those who have contracted COVID. We've got three or four folks here at Crossway Church who have been touched with this pesty old pestilence again, and I pray in Jesus' name right now that the Lord would rebuke that thing and remove it off of them, the power of his name. Hallelujah. So join us every single Friday morning, and next week we'll be back on schedule, 9 a.m. Central Time. You can find us here, and you can uh, most of the time find us on the YouTube channel live and the Pastor Curtis page live. Don't forget to go and look at the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Click on the store icon and look at all the commentaries, angel pieces, music CD, preaching CDs are there, and they're there for your uh, profit, your benefit. Go and check it out. If the Lord stirs your heart to donate to Him, to give an offering to Him through this ministry, you can do that on that website. Again, it's thecrosswaychurch.com, or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number 90323. 159.50. God bless you all richly, and may His grace be found being multiplied in your heart. And until I see you next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then. God bless you.